from the studios of the Factual Data Creation Facility, recorded by the light of a vacuum tube enclosed within a cheap microphone preamp. This is the new Normal Opinions Podcast. Each transmission features my opinions on the current events taking place in this and sometimes other countries around the world. Start transmission. Greetings and welcome to the 22nd transmission of the New Normal Opinions podcast. If you'd like to comment on the show, you can email me at nnopodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at nnopodcast, though I'm seldom active on that platform. So... Have you gotten one of the COVID-19 vaccinations by choice or because of harassment from your employer? Just remember, none of these vaccines have been approved by the FDA. They've been approved for emergency use only. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine had the longest trial and is based on standard methods of delivery, unlike the Moderna and Pfizer products which are based on the mRNA delivery method. The mRNA method of delivery has never been used on humans, so who knows what the long-term effects of these vaccines are. Who did the governor of New York State cross? Governor Andrew Cuomo was being touted as a possible candidate for president in the 2024 election for his performance during the pandemic. The man was even given an Emmy Award for his daily misogynist briefings. The mainstream media was even calling him America's governor for what they were calling leadership. I know many people on the ground in New York, including myself, didn't feel the same way about his performance at the time. The first flub I witnessed was his wall of love, which was made of mass donated to New Yorkers, many handmade, which were stapled onto a huge piece of plywood, thus ruining them. I guess they made a good visual for his show. At the time of this, it was virtually impossible for a common citizen of New York to obtain a mask. The second was his three-dimensional chart made of what looked like Play-Doh, which was supposed to show how, because of his great leadership, the magical curve was being flattened. Then the rumbling started about the deaths occurring in nursing homes, mostly in the Hasidic community. Mr. Cuomo didn't take kindly to this and got his retribution by locking down Hasidic and other mostly Jewish neighborhoods and locking them down hard though those neighborhoods had less infection rates than others who weren't locked down. Then the man released a book about the lessons to be learned from the pandemic and how it was important for him to impart this knowledge to the rest of the world. Things were calming down and the Jewish people in New York, still smarting from the targeted lockdowns and the deaths of their relatives in nursing homes, and though that was all due to the policies of Mr. Cuomo, decided to have their revenge. There's a term that's used which says, I'm going to get a New York Jewish attorney and sue you. Well, that's based in fact. 
They are the best attorneys in the country, and they mobilized until the New York District Attorney had no choice but to start an investigation into the nursing home deaths. Then something weird happened. Woman upon woman started accusing Mr. Cuomo of sexual harassment. I think the number is up to seven now. Even the man's staunchest allies have turned on him, calling for his resignation. Why was the hashtag MeToo deployed now? What has changed? Is this a way to get the governor out of office the fastest to turn attention away from the impeding nursing home scandal slash investigation? Or has Mr. Como decided not to go along with some agenda his party is pushing? I don't know, but I had the unfortunate experience of living in central upstate New York when Mr. Como's father, the late Mario, was governor and watched his tax and spend policies demolish the economy of the whole state by driving all major businesses out of New York. Too bad a good scandal or hashtag me too event didn't drive the elder Como out before he had a chance to destroy the economy. Despite overtures, North Korea is ignoring the Biden administration as top U.S. diplomats are set to make the rounds of regional countries. Well, we have something in common. I try and ignore his administration also. The COVID-19 pandemic and the accompanying lockdowns have been great for Zuckerberg, Musk, and Bezos, who are estimated to have made a combined $360 billion. An added benefit for Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon.com, is the elimination of most brick-and-mortar competition. Chains like 7-Eleven, Dunkin' Donuts, and Starbucks have also enjoyed that benefit, as many delis, bodegas, and coffee shops have closed their doors for good. Same goes for chain restaurants like Applebee's and the like. Now you see the real reason politicians of a certain persuasion have kept the lockdowns in effect for so long. It was all to destroy small business and with it the middle class, which is the fabric of this and other nations. This is all part of the build back better and great reset I've been telling you about. Big business and government will become a partnership and be intertwined. We sort of already have this with big tech execs switching to government posts and vice versa. This should all sound familiar as the Nazis did this back in the 1930s and modern communist regimes like the CCP, for example, practice this now. The end goal is to have us be dependent on the government. That way, the populace is easier to control. The news organizations and the educational system have already fallen to these interests, and they are currently working on the military. They are using the classic divide-and-conquer method employed by Lenin, Hitler, Mao, and all the other recent butchers of humanity. Don't you think for a second that it will be different here when the time comes? For now, it's just easier to purge people who don't agree with the agenda digitally and will become more so when money becomes digitalized. Eventually, that won't be enough. Hence the movement to strip us of the right to bear arms. 
expect to see a rise in events like school shootings and other mass casualty events. Isn't it strange we saw none of that during the four years of the Trump administration? With all the rhetoric calling his administration Nazis in every derogatory term they could think of or invent, you'd figure more actions like that would have occurred. The so-called capital insurrection was a classic setup, with Trump and his followers suckered into doing the dirty work for the Build Back Better movement. This action merited arrest and hearings with the goal of silencing opposition to the agenda as a warning to others inclined to not sit back and take it. The overall goal here is to transition into a one political party state. Speaking of which, where has the armed wing of the Democratic Party, Antifa, and its allies like BLM been? I guess they are being kept on ice until they are needed, until the military has been converted anyway. Then they will be unleashed to enforce the policies of the DNC like the Red Guards in Mao's China during the Cultural Revolution. They've already began rewriting history and science in the halls of the nation's universities. What is it all about, you might ask? It's about what it has always been about. Money. Because if you control the money, you have the power. My grandmother, God rest her soul, though only possessing a 5th or 6th grade education, taught me the best lessons in life. One of them was that it's always, always about the money. So be safe and beware. I'll talk to you when I can. This concludes the 22nd transmission. End transmission.